Perhaps you've always wondered how you can travel the world and have the six-figure business you're dreaming of. Maybe you're only a tiny bit curious about that lifestyle and the business model that makes it possible. Or maybe your dream life and business look completely different, but you're unsure of where to even start in creating what you desire. Today, we're diving into exactly how to trust yourself and intuition to get what you want, even if that looks like the furthest thing from your current reality. We talk about what to do when building the thing feels possible for everyone but you, how following your gut can lead to the places you least expect, and how it can turn out even better than you ever imagined. If you're someone who has thought about building an Airbnb business or traveling the world while making passive income, this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Susie Agalopoulos. Susie is the top mentor to travel entrepreneurs around the world. She uses her background as a three-time entrepreneur, 17 years of psychology research, and extensive travel expertise to help women strategize, monetize, and hit 10K months in the first few months of business. Known for her brilliance in marketing, jaw-dropping selfie, and sassy-tude, she navigates the world with enthusiasm, authenticity, and a stacked bank account. Her infamous motto is, if you're traveling the world anyway, you may as well make six figures. Susie, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yay! I am so excited for this. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Absolutely. I help women gain freedom by teaching them a couple different things. Uh, one, Airbnb, so that they can make passive income. And also, I am a business coach, so I help them build their own online business. Ooh, so good. And I am so excited to go deeper into this in this episode. So can you give me a little bit of your background? Of course, I know your story, but I would love for you to fill everyone else in a little bit about how you got into entrepreneurship in the first place, how you ended up traveling the world and where you are now. Totally. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say that I was born an entrepreneur, but talked out of it through, I mean, my parents, pretty much everybody. I'd never make it. It's not an option. School wasn't for me. You know, I just learn by doing. Um, so there were, I was born this way, but I had to basically come back <laughs> after people swayed me to go to school and do all these different things. So as I was finding my way back, I uh, did a few different things. I went to college. I took psychology. Um, that was like the only thing I was interested in. And also I was born, I'm Greek. So I was born into a 
Greek family, and that means restaurants. So even though, you know, we had an <laughs> entrepreneurial background, my parents still was like, no, 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 no. You have to go to school and all that kind of stuff. So the best thing that I could do besides mm -hmm. school was start a restaurant. <laughs> um, so the first thing I did was start a restaurant uh, in my 20s and hated it because even though it you know, starting a restaurant seems like a dream for somebody else. I always wanted freedom and a restaurant is the opposite of freedom, right? It's totally jail. So <laughs> I did that for a while. As soon as I admitted to myself that I was in jail, I sold that. I tried a few other things. And at that time, I just didn't have the confidence probably from everyone telling me that I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't have the confidence, so I would start businesses, and then right at go time, I'd be like, oh, never mind, never mind. So I did a few of those types of endeavors where I never went through with the thing I was doing, and in my early 30s, I decided, well, I'm not going to be able to do anything else. The only thing I'm good at is restaurants. I'm not going to get a nine to five, so I may as well go back home to Seattle, where my family lives, and open another restaurant. Mm -hmm. So... Basically, I had all these years of things that I hated. I was like, nothing is for me. Nothing works. Nothing this. Do you know that feeling? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think we're familiar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everybody familiar here? <laughs> okay. So that's where I was at that time. And uh, little did I know magic was about to happen. So I went back to Seattle and uh, because my parents were there, they would support me in doing the quote unquote only thing I was good at, which was mm -hmm. restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I moved back to Seattle. And in that time, Seattle was booming because Amazon had moved in. Mm -hmm. So what would have been really easy to go into an, uh, a dead restaurant or a closed restaurant and put a little money in and start up that really didn't exist anymore. So I found myself getting bartending jobs, getting waitressing jobs. I was literally cooking at my last restaurant that I owned, trying to get my skills up. I was like dishwashing. I was doing, I was doing all the restaurant things, try and in my spare time, trying to find a restaurant to open. Mm -hmm. And because uh, Amazon was there, it was so hard to find one. They were now charging like $200,000 to like just get in a, in a closed restaurant. And then you had to fix it up. Yeah. So totally. like every single restaurant that I found, it all always fell through where there was always someone bidding higher or my dad was like, no, you're not spending that much money on a restaurant. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it took me about two years. And after about two years of working 70 hours plus in restaurants, making, you know, not even that much money in my spare time looking for a restaurant, I just was going crazy. So I started listening to, you know, one podcast that led to the next, that led to the next. And somehow I got on somebody's online marketing <laughs> podcast, started listening to that thought it was like the coolest thing in the world yeah. but then I told myself but like not for me like that's not like something for me that's for somebody else so I'm just gonna keep listening but not for me and so mm -hmm. I kept listening kept listening and after probably 
I don't know, six months more of trying to find a restaurant, working, listening to these podcasts, I was like, okay, something has to change. Something is not working right now. And my gut intuition told me to just quit everything and that the next step would appear. Now, I want to, I want to tell everybody right now that <laughs> that was not a thing for me. <laughs> listening to my gut, listening to my intuition to quit all my jobs when I had a mortgage, I had a, an apartment, I had bills, like everything, I had all the things. And listening to my intuition was never taught to me. I, I thought I was insane, but <laughs> I knew... I knew that if I kept depending on this restaurant money, which was, you know, decent money for, for yeah. what I was doing, that I would never find something else. It was like, it just came to me. And I, I mean, I didn't even know, like, I, I didn't listen to a whole lot of uh, personal growth stuff or anything. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So to make a long story short, I one day decided okay, I'm going to have to quit this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, but I have to quit what I'm doing to find something else. So that's what I did. I quit all of my jobs and I decided that if all else failed, I would do Uber. I would do Uber Eats or I would do whatever it took to make cash to pay my bills until I found what it is that I truly wanted to do. Now that's really ballsy. It, listen, I didn't even believe myself. <laughs> I was like, what am I even doing? That's a big move. That's a big shift. Like to go from like, this is good money to I'm just going to drop, I'm just going to drop everything yeah. and see what happens. Right. So I think that like 100%, that's just like, I'm just in awe of that. Like, I'll let you continue. But I just wanted to stop for a second and be like, that, like, that's some serious, like, I'm making a change in my life, like, energy there. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Come to think about, or when I think about it, my best friend at the time, she, she said one thing to me that changed my life forever. And she said, you talk about running businesses. You talk about, you know, even if you're running your restaurant, you want to be this big CEO and this big boss, but you can't even quit your wait waitressing job. And I was like, oh, I can't even quit my waitressing job. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it just, it hit me. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's like some serious, like, that's a truth bomb there. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You can't even make one decision and go in another direction. So that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I quit all of my jobs within one week and I like I sat in it for a couple of weeks. I had a mm -hmm. little bit of savings. It would probably have lasted me three or four months. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to give myself like a week before I start really wondering what the hell I'm going to do in life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And, you know, I'm a, I've always been a big traveler. So, of course, I was like, well, and also first, I'm going to go to Bali. <laughs> like, I got to fit that in. So I decided to go to Bali for like 10 days with my best friend before I really like, you know, decided what I was going to do. And that's actually where my life changed. I, I went to Bali. I joined a cooking class with my girlfriend that I went with and I met this older couple and I've always been very inquisitive with anybody that has had major success in life. I've mm -hmm. always 
question, question, question. And so I meet this couple and they're like, oh yeah, we just travel now. We just do whatever we want. Um, and they, they weren't, you know, very, they were, they were probably like 67 or something like nothing. Like they, they didn't look retired to me. Yeah. And I was like, you just, you just travel. What, you know, what do you, what have, what did you do in life? And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had to know. And they told me that they lived off of one Airbnb that they owned in Hawaii where they rented it out nine months a year and the other three, they lived in it. And in the nine months they made $210,000 cash. And I was, and and five years ago, four years ago, $210,000 to me was $2 million. You know, like it was so much money. So I was like, excuse me? Like you just, they, they didn't even manage it or anything. They didn't even touch it. They just collected the money. And I was like, Oh my God, wait a minute. I've just been like asking God to clear up how I was going to start another (laughs) business, but not have to work in restaurants. And these people are telling me like, here's, here's an answer. You just rent your place up. So I spent the rest of the cooking class drilling them, asking them all the questions in the book and everything else. And when I came home from Bali, I went straight back to my apartment, back into my old life, back into fear. And I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to (laughs) do? And like a couple weeks later, I was like, "Uh oh, it's time to pay bills. And here goes $5,000 out of my savings. And it scared me. And it scared me into thinking, oh, my God, should I just try what they said? I mean, I don't think it could work for someone like me, because how could someone like me make money without doing anything? You know, yeah. so I had those, that are those same where, stories coming up again and again, though, right? Again and again and again and again and forever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, out of desperation, like out of complete fear and being in lack, I was like, I got to make some cash. And so I threw my expensive apartment in downtown Seattle up on Airbnb to see what would happen. Of course it booked, it booked again. You know, I'm, I was in my uh, parents' house in their basement. Like, I'm just going to try this thing. I'll just be here for the weekend. And to make a long story short, two years later, I never left. (laughs) (laughs) And I rented out my place. I learned the Airbnb business. I didn't even know I learned the Airbnb business, but I was just doing it. I had no one helping me. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it, it was natural to me because really it's just hospitality. Yeah. And I learned how to run an Airbnb business while I was running this Airbnb business that I didn't have to do much at. I was learning online business and I started traveling mm-hmm. and, and putting it on Instagram and started getting all these followers. And all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, what is happening here? You know, like I just, I just found a way to make money without doing anything. And now I'm traveling the world and I'm gaining recognition as a travel influencer. Like who the hell am I? <laughs> you know? And I did that for like a couple years. Now, granted, I didn't make money as a travel influencer because I still had no clue what I was doing in my online business. Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon as I needed more money, I had to figure it out. I hired my first business coach. And within two weeks, I had my first 10K live stream. 
And I, on a whim from intuition, I put together an Airbnb mentorship package because everyone wanted to know how I was traveling the world. And of course, at first I was like, well, I'm a travel blogger. And they're like, no, but how are you making money? And I was like, yeah. Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb. And they were like, oh my God. And everyone wanted to know about it. So I put together this package. I sold it on a live stream and my life was never the same. <laughs> that is incredible. I love your story so much. And I think it's just like so amazing. And I know we're going to dive into this more, but it sounds like that shift, that mindset shift for you really came from this place of trusting your intuition and following your gut. Does that feel true? Oh my God, 100%. And again, like I said before, I had no idea what that even was or felt like because pretty much all of society tells us not to do that. <laughs> right? Yes, totally. So how did you learn to do that? Like, I know that sounds like such a basic question, but I think sometimes, yeah. you know, we hear these things, especially in online business about follow your intuition, follow your gut, like make sure you're listening for those pings from the universe. And like, it can sound a little vague and a little woo-woo and a little out there. So can you give us a little bit more there about how you actually knew that you you had to make a move and like the next step would appear? Like, is there a feeling you had? Is there, you know, something that happens every time you have that feeling? Or can you just give us a little more there? Yeah. So to be honest, in the very, very beginning, when I quit my job, I assumed that I'd probably have to get another job or mm -hmm. I didn't really, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I just was so miserable in what I was doing that I had to change something or I was just going to like explode. You know? So yeah. well, I think though, that was probably my inner self almost sabotaging myself because it knew I would never do it on my own. You know, because it was so scary to me and no one in my family, no one in my life ever trusted their intuition. So it was like, okay, we need to get her out of her job. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? Right. And that was the first step. But here's the thing. Uh, and it's so funny looking back because I make all my moves now with my intuition. Um, and that really came from taking one step, taking one step, seeing that wait a minute. Okay. I took one step and now Airbnb fell into my lap and I would have never tried Airbnb if I didn't have to make money. Now I would have never quote unquote broke the rules because it wasn't even allowed in my building. But at that time it was so kind of new that mm -hmm. no one, no one even watched for it or anything. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to put it up. And we're going to be doing this. I, I'm doing this. And, but the thing is I was never a role breaker, always a people pleaser. So it was really hard for me to do that, mm -hmm. but I did it. I gained the benefits. I reaped the rewards. And I was like, Whoa, that worked. No one really hates me for doing that. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I'm safe, you know, I'm good. And it led me to the next step, which was uh, building my first blog and then setting out for my travel and as I started taking these steps, synchronicities happen. I think in that year, one of my girlfriends who also does online business, to this day, we still laugh because that whole year, I called her up probably every other month. And the first thing out of my mouth is, you are never going to fucking believe this. You are <laughs> never going to believe this. You are not going to believe what just happened to me. And the stories are 
insane. You can't make it up. And I started noticing these synchronicities. And I remember at that time, this was before I even had a business coach. I would go to my therapist and be like, listen, I feel like I'm crazy. I feel like I'm magic. Is this, is this like a thing? And she's like, that's actually a thing. And I was like, no, no way. And so they just kept happening. And I'm telling you, like, once you start trusting your intuition and then you see something not only works, but pushes you further, you trust that intuition again. <laughs> like, then you start getting like, oh, oh, like, this is how, this is what works. This is how these people are making it. And I did that all the way up until now. And it was all a process in trusting myself deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, taking on more, taking on more bills, taking on more and seeing that my money would always match as long as I took that action and, and followed that alignment. So it's been a process, but yeah, definitely. I think it's such an incredible story and just so interesting to me how it just like led to more and more trust in yourself. It sounds like, because like in yeah. the very beginning, even some of the phrases you were using around, you know, thinking about listing your Airbnb or thinking about listing your apartment. It was from this perspective of like, okay, that's possible for everyone else, but me. Right. And then all of a sudden, the more you leaned into trusting yourself and the more you leaned into following your gut, the more evidence you stacked up that that was actually a thing that you could keep doing, right? That you could yeah. actually keep trusting yourself to make those wise business decisions and see a return on that. And I think that that's kind of like the most incredible part of it for me because I think sometimes it's so easy to listen to a podcast like this and just assume that it happened overnight, right? Like you just figured <laughs> yeah. it all out. You just listed yeah. it on Airbnb and ta-da. And yeah. when you can really, you know, dial it all the way back to the beginning, as you shared with us, I think that it really becomes so clear how much you had to trust yourself, how much you had to listen to your gut, how much you had to take that next step and see what happens and get that feedback and then take the next step from there. So it really was this like beautiful unfolding of a process rather than something that like, you know, popped up overnight. But I think that when you can see that, you know, you, you are where you are now because of that, right? Because of that like yeah. intuitive hit you got and because you just trusted yourself to keep taking the next step, I think that that's like, that's totally a mindset shift. And that's what I would love listeners to take away from this episode yeah. because that's what made this possible. It would have been so easy to, you know, throw in the towel probably and be like, oh, you know, I listed it. Yeah. I'm not supposed to do this. So yeah. let me pull, pull back on it now and go in a different direction. But like you really stuck it out. And I think like, that's the thing that stands out most for me there. For the longest time, I thought there was a right way to sell and trusting myself and intuition was the furthest from my reality. If I said the exact perfect thing in the exact perfect way, surely then my sales calls would convert or so I thought. Turns out that sales has so much less to do with what you say and so much more to do with the energy behind it. And consequently, that's where your mindset and practice plays a huge part in your results. If you're struggling to sell in a way you feel good about so you can convert with more ease, then you're absolutely going to want to join me for my free 30-minute Sincere Sales Coaching Call. 
Together, we'll get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales so you can follow your instinct, trust yourself to say the right thing, and start converting with more ease than ever before. I do a limited number of these each week, so grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. So you're still airbnb yes? Yes. Well, here's the thing about it, and it's, it's just what you said. People think that some huge clarity or some answers are going to happen, but, and that you should have it first or that you will have it first. And then you take action and you step in your big business pants, but it's actually (laughs) the exact opposite. (laughs) It's, It's actually the trust that helps you step into this and then something falls into place and then you take another step and then something falls into place. And along the way you gain this like massive confidence in yourself because you didn't even know that you could do it before you took the step. And then you took the step and you realized, Oh my God, I can do that. It's not just that person. It's me too. So I just wanted to number one, point that out and say that is literally how I built myself up in the last what, four years, because mm-hmm. I was a complete chicken before I started this process. And I'm just a, a completely different person now. Yeah, and it was because of, because of the massive trust. And here's what's here's in my story, what the craziest part is, is, is Airbnb has been <laughs> like, it's so crazy, but it's just been this critical staple to everything that I did. Because first of all, I built this Airbnb business so that I had the funds to travel the world. And I opened, I don't know, eight or so. Then when people wanted to know how I did what I did, I sold them an Airbnb mentorship, which taught me online business. It taught me how to launch you know, services and all of that stuff and how to build and whatnot. And then once I did that, I started offering business coaching and teaching other women how to leverage their services and products or whatever they, you know, whatever they're doing. But then I cut back on the actual Airbnbs, like going forward with opening more. And I scaled my Airbnb business to just launching an actual course so that I could reach more people. And that was the thing that I scaled. And now I have this course that is passive for me and helps many people all over the world. And it just keeps on going. It's like Airbnb is never ending for me. And <laughs> if you if you would have told me that I'm doing what I'm doing four or five years ago, I would have said, you are fucking nuts. <laughs> you are just nuts. So that one hit led me to like, oh my God, so much freedom, so much money, so much happiness. I think it's so interesting too, because I think, you know, had you way back when, right? When you're like talking about like, you know, people think that you have like the clarity and the big vision first, and then you like take the step by step, right? And I think like the big vision is important, but... Yeah. With that, I think that like, you know, when we dial it all the way back in your story, like it's not like you you set out and we're we're like, okay, I am going to be an online entrepreneur and I am going to make bank on selling Airbnb courses. Like that <laughs> yeah. probably would have been like a massive eye roll at the time, right? You would have been like, mm, oh, like yeah. maybe not. Can I tap out of that? <laughs> but right. going through this journey, I think is kind of like such an incredible thing because 
then you become open to things that maybe you wouldn't have been open to before. Things become revealed to you that you just wouldn't have known before. So I think it's like having a vision for like a general vague direction you're headed and then knowing that like it's going to show up however it shows up and really (laughs) releasing how it's going to happen. Because I mean, I can tell you like with my story too, like I had no idea. Like if you had told me like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I was going to like become a coach, I would have been like, no, like you must have this wrong. Like you must be talking yep. about someone else. Right. But like, yeah, just the way our journeys unfold and just all of that feedback and information we gather along the way and listening to that intuition can just take us on a path that's almost better than what we could have even put together on our own. Yeah. So I just love that. 100%. And like, to your point, like I I see so many of my clients be like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And I 100% resisted Airbnb for so long. Then I did it and I was like, I want to be the Airbnb girl. I want to be a travel star. And so I like pushed it aside, but it just would never go away. And finally, when I just allowed it, I was like, what are you doing? Make bank, help people. Not, Not everybody is cut out for online business. Some people just want to do Airbnb and go travel the world, serve your people. Don't like limit yourself. And I see so many women be like, I don't want to do that, you know, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it forever. Maybe it has something to teach you. Maybe there's a skill you can pull from it, or maybe it can just give you experience until you're on to the next thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, and I think the thing I would add there is like, you can do it in a way that feels good for you. You can do, you know, like maybe you take a piece of it or maybe like there's, there's always a way to make it work. So I think like, it's interesting you say that because Brian and I used to run an Airbnb out of like the ground floor of our house because our house is massive and we don't have kids. And it was always part of the plan to like have that extra source of income. So when we bought this house, we knew like we're going to refinish the basement and we're going to like have people stay down there. And it's like a walkout and has beautiful windows and all of the whole thing. It's not like people are living in the basement, but (laughs) it was just like, it was one of those things where it was an idea. Like it was literally just like, we bought the house with that plan. We were like, whatever, we'll figure it out. Like it didn't have a whole lot of strategy around it other than we'll figure it out. Right. And Mm -hmm. ultimately like that was how we paid for that remodel was because it, you know, it brought in income that paid for the remodel and and more. We definitely profited off of it. I can't remember exactly. We weren't paying that close attention on remodel costs, but like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but I know that we surpassed it. And I think that that's just like so cool, right? Because it's this thing that's like right under our noses. And I think that it kind of gets, sometimes it gets a stigma. I think I experienced the same thing you did where people are just so curious about it. They're like, you let people in your home. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. People would always say, wait a minute. So they're sleeping on your mattress. Ooh. And I was like, uh, I make so much money. I'll buy five mattresses. <laughs> yeah. And I think like to your point there, right? Like, of course it's not like, not like this perfect thing. Like there's always going to be yeah. something, right? Like, yes, you may have to buy a new mattress. Like I think we had someone like spill dirt on a rug or something, but like, there's always going to be shit, but like yeah. that happens in every business, like spoiler alert. So like (laughs) there's always challenges in every business. So if we can just like, if the trade-offs are worth it for you and 
I like, I think it was a great thing for us. Like we did that for years and then we kind of got to the end of like our hospitality rope and decided that, you know, we didn't need the income and, (laughs) but our neighbor was being difficult about some of the new county regulations that were passed. And it was just like time to let it go. And I think that was the same sort of thing where like, you know, it was an intuitive hit that we knew we were going to start it when we bought the house, but it was also an intuitive hit when I realized like, no, this like actually isn't supporting my goals anymore. And I had like a massive bump in the coaching business after we let go of that too. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. just because I think like I didn't have that split focus anymore and I just was able to like go all in on one thing. And I think from an energetic perspective, it was just kind of like that shift and that feeling that it was time. And that Mm -hmm. ended up being a beautiful thing too. So I think that like, you know, just bringing it back to intuition there, like that was the thing that made it work for us too, because it was just, it was just this like beautiful unfolding. It served our needs beautifully. And then when we didn't want to do it anymore, we could just make a different choice and a different decision. So I think that that's just like, so so important to like, remember that like, we all have that power to trust ourselves in making those decisions and really listening to that intuition. So I just love that so much. Yep. Me too. I mean, it's, it's so true. It's, and like you just said, and then you can just choose something else. I think some, uh, when you're just starting out, you feel like you're just like, whatever you pick is what you pick, but it's just not true. You can just pick something new tomorrow. You can make money this way and then you can make more money this way. Yeah. Just choose again. Right. Like I think that that's the beauty of it is like, choose what serves you now, but don't feel like you have to, you're like locked into this thing. You can always make a different choice. Yes. I agree. And then I, so I know that you do some mindset work as well and that you are a huge Dr. Joe Dispenza fan. So can you talk to us a little bit about how that mindset work supported you in kind of trusting yourself and your intuition? 100. It it was the whole reason I learned how to trust my intuition was, you know, with Dr. Joe Dispenza, he teaches basically like feelings in the body and what feeling are you kind of used to, or, you know, he says addicted to, or what feelings from the past. And so what he teaches is you separating your uh, attention from those feelings and seeing how you truly feel and seeing what you truly think and meditation practice and all of that. So I think that it would be fair to say that I meditated my way into becoming a new person, really becoming a a boss rather than someone that was scared all the time. And it was, it was by doing just that, being able to separate into that like chemical addiction to who I was and see what I really wanted to do rather than what I thought I had to do and all the narratives going on in my head, I could separate from those and then make a decision based on what I actually wanted or what my intuition actually wanted rather than what I thought I should do. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I just wanted to touch on that because I think that some people here, like I meditated myself into this version of myself and like, it almost sounds like cheesy, like too easy or something like that. Like, oh, sure you did. Okay. Right. But I think that like, I know that you've shared that like have a meditation practice and you go pretty deep in that. And like, I think that that was just like worthwhile to share because I think that sometimes we like want to know how we get to that place where we can tune into that self-trust and intuition. And I think that that's just like such a great tool 
And I do the same yeah. thing. Like I love Joe Dispenza's morning meditation. That one yeah. is like so good for me. I love it. Yeah. But I think that like, that's almost how, I mean, I would say the same thing. That's almost how I've stepped into the next version of myself. And like, of course there are actions that come with it and all of the, you know, kind of external feedback we've talked about and all of that. But I think that when it comes to actually applying what we're talking about here, that can be just like such a great stepping stone to being able to do that if like trusting yourself just feels like the furthest thing from your reality right now. So I just want to mention that. Yeah, totally. So can you tell us, I think you have an Airbnb freebie that people can go and download because I know that there are so many people who are going to be curious about this. <laughs> totally. I have a, um, I can't remember the title of it. What is it? How I made six figures using Airbnb, <laughs> something like that. And I, I take you through exactly what I did to be able to build that business and gain freedom and go travel the world. Yes. I love it. Amazing. So we will definitely link to that in the show notes. And Susie, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Susie Travel, not travels, travel. I hang out there most of the time and you can get all my freebies and all my Airbnb content and all my travel content as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, We'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Sort of, I probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. Um, we, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> it happens. <laughs>